0: I want to thank you again, too, for just uh, giving up your prayer requests so that we can just lift them up to the Lord. There's so many things uh, as I get to visit with you of how the Lord has been answering some of those prayers, and it's, it's exciting. And uh, I've been marking them down, so pretty soon we're going to have like a praise time where we're just praising the Lord for his answer to those prayers. And so, yeah, keep, if you have prayer requests, please put them in the basket. We'd love to pray for you. With you on those prayers. Also, mark down your calendar, if you will, on November the twenty-first and November the twenty-sixth. The twenty-first in the evening at six thirty here in the sanctuary, uh, we will go through all your surveys that you did in September and part of October, and I put them all together and have done a summary of them. And so, I want to just share the findings from you. Uh, from that, and so I would really encourage you to come, and uh, come to here, you will get a hard copy of that, and then we will repeat that again on the 26th at the AGM meeting, Uh, so please come for both of those, Um, you'll have Q&A time, ask questions, it's all based off of your information, and it's uh, very, very exciting and interesting to see, Uh, so I would encourage you to come for that as well, 21st and the twenty-six, if you will. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. And if you have your phones, if you don't have your Bibles, then use that. Matthew chapter 6. This morning I want to tell you about a guy named Abe. Abe pastored... A country church for seven years and in his as his tenure was ended he wanted to give his congregation some way to deal with the inevitable transition that was about to occur so Abe pulled out his Bible he looked for terms like change and transition he came across a passage in Proverbs that said that the Lord who directs our path. But that one passage didn't answer all the transition questions. And so Abe read a bunch of books and read through some commentaries. But none of them seemed to fit the bill. He knew that the congregation would need more. And so he continued to pray, Lord, what do you have? What do you want me to preach? What do you want me to bring? And so he went to one of his files. Every pastor has these files, sermons to be preached someday. That's the title of the file. And there's lots of outlines in there. And he stumbled across a sermon series he'd always wanted to do, but he had never done. And for some reason, he kept getting prompted by the Lord that this was the right time to do this. The sermon series was based on the 12 steps of program of Alcohol Anonymous and other recovery groups. But in that... This sermon was based on a 12-step program that was solid in biblical truths that deal with God's power, our free will, honesty, God's mercy and grace, forgiveness, humility, setting priorities, and acceptance. And as Abe continued to pray about this, he just felt that this is what he needed to do. And here we are in transition. Paul has retired from 39 years as the pastor of this body. And we have been working through our way through a sermon series on transitioning well. To some, we have probably talked about transition way too much over the last Six Sundays out of eight. And to others, you might still want to be hearing more of what does God have to say. And then there's some of us who are simply content to let this whole thing completely pass by us and not even blink about it. As a transitional pastor, pastor, As I work with different congregations, as we take this process and we start walking through what this is going to be like. No church is the same. The steps are not the same. It always fluctuates. However, what a transitional pastor can do, and what I want to try today, is to lead you and myself into a point of acceptance through the help and the power of the Holy Spirit, I believe and I know that this can be achieved. Today, we want to start by putting the past behind us and move on. We're taking this journey for a purpose. To arrive at acceptance. In September, we began together by opening up God's word and looking at the prayer that the Lord taught the disciples. And we saw that this was a model prayer for us to follow. It was a model. Not just for us to quickly quote and recite off, but actually to follow and to get into depth. So I want to go back to that this morning. And let me read Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 13. Actually, 9 to 13. I, 9 to 13. This is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they have sinned against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This morning, I want us to take a look at a prayer of acceptance. Acceptance is part of our Christian life in many ways. In this prayer, the Lord taught his disciples we celebrate the glory of God. We pray for his provision. And we look forward to God's eventual reign among us. But there's one part that sticks out to me this morning, and that is in verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And just in case God didn't hear it the first time, we say it again as we close. For yours is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. This is a prayer of acceptance. Acceptance is a big thing as we go through transition. Change equals grief. And we walk through all this. Notice once again from this prayer, it is not our kingdom that we're asking for. It is not our will. It is not our power. It is not ours glory. It's but God's. That's what this prayer is all about. And as we move through and and work through acceptance, it's not our kingdom. It's not our will. In my times of meeting with Paul, Paul is content with his retirement. He has accepted his decision of him to retire. And he is happy that he's retired when he has. And he's working through that acceptance. It's a process even for him. So when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we need to think about a few things. We need to think about when we pray that God's glory is greater than ours. That we choose to follow Him. I hooked myself on this thing, sorry. That we need to be honest with our baggage as we go through transition, as we go through change in our life. That we need God's mercy and grace. That forgiveness is something to give and to receive. That when we stand in the Spirit, We don't fall to pride. And the biggest thing that we've been doing as we've been working through this transitioning well, that is not about us. It's about God. It's all about God. And once we accept these things, we recognize that God's will is that we do all these things. That's what he wants us to do. There's not anyone here this morning who could pray each week, your will be done in a meaningful way and not see the results of it. And many of you have experienced that this week. How you brought something before the Lord and you said your will be done. And God opened that up and moved in his powerful way. If we say, give us our daily bread, meaningfully, then we accept God's will to feed the hungry. If we say, forgive us, as we have been forgiven, meaningfully, we extend God's forgiveness into our relationships. If we say, lead us not into temptation, meaningfully, we don't put ourselves in situations to be led from that, the, that leads us astray. You see, if we're looking for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, doesn't it that mean that we have to accept God's will as our own? That's the question I leave for you. So let me repeat that again. You may want to write it down in your bulletin. If we're looking for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, doesn't that mean that we have to say God's will as our own will? How else could anyone do it? You see, acceptance isn't setting aside and doing what we want to do anyway. It's not, acceptance isn't setting that aside. Okay, God, that's your will, and now I'm going to do mine. Acceptance is when we allow our will to become God's will. And this is such an important piece. As we go through transitions, as we go through change in our lives, in situations with our kids growing up, leaving home, our marriages, work changes, such an important piece. Our acceptance is also based on our faith. And this can only happen when we make our decisions to accept on faith. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to First Peter. First Peter chapter 4, verse 11. It says this. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength that God provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Notice here that Peter does not say if you speak, speak on your own behalf. It's not what Peter is saying. Or if you serve, do it with your own ability and nothing more. Last week we took a look at Scripture and we saw that it's, it's not about us. It's not about our wants at all. Peter says, speak as if you're speaking the very words of God. Serve with the strength that only God provides. Why would we do this? Peter tells us in the remaining part of this verse, so that God may be praised. If you're thinking that you can make it through this acceptance thing all by yourself in the church, in your life, in your job, in changes, in marriages. If you're thinking that you can do this all by yourself, you're sadly mistaken. Change on whatever form it presents requires faith. It requires faith. And the only place to find the faith that we need is found in Jesus Christ, who has the glory and power forever and ever, as Peter says here. You see, faith in Christ. Faith in the truth that he is all-knowing. The Bible tells us that. It's so easy for us to hear that when we're kids and think about it as we're adults, and then we forget about this. But he's all-knowing. He knew when Paul was going to retire. It didn't catch him by surprise. Faith in the truth that he is all-present. That he's here right now in our midst. That he's moving in our midst. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Faith in the fact that he's all-powerful. This is not going to stump God. When we go through changes in our life, it doesn't stump God. He knows about it. He wants us to cry out to him. He wants us to put faith into Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Change is tough. Any change that we're going through in our lives is stressful. Change produces grief of some kind. It could be financially. It could be physically. It could be mentally, emotionally. And so acceptance calls us to a higher level of faith. It calls us to reach out to God. And so how do we show this acceptance to others? Once we've found a level of acceptance, then what? What do we, what do, we do with this? The answer is we show our acceptance to others. How do we do that? As we work through this, here's my encouragement. Invite Paul and Lois over for supper, for coffee. Get to know Paul and Lois for Paul and Lois. Find out who Paul is, who Lois is. As you're working through closure, as they're working through closure, get to know them for who they are. Not for what they've done or are doing. Go out for coffee with Paul. May I encourage you to do this. Don't talk church. Don't talk church with them. Paul will never get rid of the title of pastor. He was a pastor here for 39 years. But should they ever want to join and sit in your midst, he just wants to be like you. That was his role. That's not who he is. And that would be my encouragement, is to get to know who he is. That's why Paul wrote to the Colossians the following. If you want to flip back to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 through 6. Paul writes this to the church of Colossae. He says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. You see, in every church body, Satan would like nothing better to do to disrupt, to cause division, to cause strife. And it was no different here in this church of Colossae that Paul was talking about. So why should we complain or be negative or build division There's no reason. In short, to not accept this plan that God has placed before you and I is to say that we don't have enough faith that God can handle it. As we work through this, as we work through the change in our lives, personally, health issues, we're all going through just so many different things as I visit you. You're all going through transition. As a church body, we're going through transition together. And so, to not accept this plan that God has placed before us, to not accept what He has given to you, is to say that we don't have enough faith that God can handle it. We're just not sure, God. We're just not sure. Yes, we know that you're all powerful, we know that you're all knowing, we know that you're all present but but you know we're just not sure instead because we believe it to be God's will paul believes it was God's will for him to retire when he did because we have acceptance this is a message that we want to sh- be sharing with others This is the message that we want to ooze out of these walls to our community around. Yes, Paul has retired. But you know what? God's got something bigger and better for us. God's got something to move us forward. And we're excited about that. We need to let that ooze out. We need to share that. And why? So that when people look at us, they don't see us, but they see God. You see, God's working in our hearts, in our lives. When we go through tough times, and we're joyful in the sense of knowing that this is in God's hands, and so we can share that with our friends. They don't see us, they see God. They look at us and they think, how in the world could you be going through this? How could you be happy going through this situation? Well, my happiness is not based on this situation. It's based on God. That's what our Bible is teaching us here. You see, acceptance demands integrity. Now, is this acceptance an easy thing? The answer is no. No. It's not easy. And so, how do we get through it? How do we get through it? There's a serenity prayer that's written. And this one's written by Reinhold. It's a little bit different than what others might have on their walls or what you've seen or what you've experienced or read. And it says this. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, Accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Taking this sinful world as it is. Not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right. If I surrender to your will. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life. And supremely happy with, where, with you forever. And ever in the next you see acceptance comes when we allow God's will to be done in our lives and this is such a powerful thing it can't be echoed enough let me close with this prayer this morning Lord you know your church You know your people. You know our willingness to accept your will and about our ability to follow ours instead of yours. You know us. And because we we are known by you, we stand before you, not because of what we have done, but by what you have done by your grace and mercy for us. For our minds and our souls towards you. Lord, give us faith. Give us a willingness and ability to share that faith with others. May our acceptance of all that you have done be a beacon through us so that others may feel the joy and wonder of walking in your will as well. May all we do build our foundation on Christ. May all we say draw people closer to you. May all of us that believe come from a better relationship with our Lord and Savior. May our acceptance be found in the acceptance shown to us upon the cross and the empty grave. Lord, we pray this in the name of the one who is and was and always will be your Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ.